0: Hello and welcome to episode 53 of The Brand Lounge, the place that unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses. I'm Tammy Heels, founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant and I help service-based businesses to define and grow their brand and business. And today I am joined by the delightful Becky Lord, a branding and web design expert, mentor for designers at her business, Becky Lord Design. Thank you so much for joining me today, Becky.
1: Thank you for having me, I am so excited and I could probably talk for days and days and days about today's topic as well. Yeah, so listeners, depending on the length
0: of this episode, just have a quick look at the timer down below and see <laughs> see how long this goes on for. But yeah, Becky and I are going to be talking all things branding today, what investing in branding can bring you in your business, how you can go about getting started in the process, and hopefully just an all-round passionate nerd out about branding in general. So um, the way that I love to start these episodes, Becky, is by making sure that you, me, and the listeners are all on the same page. So how would you summarise what branding is?
1: Do you know, I think it's quite tricky to summarise branding because there's just so much involved in a brand and in branding. And there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is, what it isn't. I think the easiest way to sometimes describe something, whether it's a brand or whether it's branding, is to use like a good um, example and that good example is always for me Beyonce. Um, she, it, The woman that we see is a brand um, she might be a very different person but ultimately the woman we see is a brand and the woman that she presents to us isn't just her rocking up in a pair of pants no makeup she's got a whole team behind her bringing everything to that brand makeup artist stylists fashion designers all of the production team and all of that and I think that's the same with businesses what you present to your customer or your client is actually very different to maybe what be, might be going on behind the scenes but essentially it's everything that they are seeing or virtually touching so touch points throughout every element that they come into contact with your business whether that's your logo or whether that is your website, your products, your services, your Instagram stories. So I think it's hard. What about you, Tammy? Do you can can you summarize branding um, in a way that it encapsulates everything that's in it? It's really hard. And when I wrote this
0: question, I was like, I'm glad I'm not the one answering this, but thanks <laughs> for wearing that back. Um, The way that I train, and I'll build on your Beyonce uh, analogy, because I love that, is for me, like brand is the experience of your business. Yeah. And I think that that works perfectly well with what you were saying about Beyonce, because when you, if you were ever lucky enough to grace her presence.
1: Imagine
0: that is an experience, isn't it? You're not just meeting her, you're experiencing kind of everything that is her and everything that you perceive her to be in that moment, as well as everything that she's presenting to you. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like branding is, like you said, it's every touch point. It's, it is literally the experience that one person has with that entire kind of concept that that
1: is you in your business all those feelings and emotions that you're experiencing as well isn't it's yeah it it's hard to summarize but I think as well because of the misconceptions as well people do get confused about what it actually is um but yeah I think the the experience is a good a good way to describe it Mm.
0: it's really interesting as well because there is a difference between brand and branding And the visual identity side, I feel like gets a lot of the limelight. So the outfits, as it were, whereas everything else that is going on behind the scenes, it all builds up to create that feeling, that emotional connection that you have, that you just want,
1: you know, how you want people to experience what it is that you're putting out into the world. Yeah. And I think, I do think as well, us designers are a little to blame in that because we call ourselves brand designers so then people think, oh, well, they've designed my brand. That's it. That is my brand. Um, so, yeah, we're probably at, at fault a little there. But, yeah, it's there's so much more to a brand than just just a logo, uh, which I know we're going to touch on anyway. But, yeah, it is, it's hard to summarise, I would say. Yeah,
0: I would agree. So when it comes to, like, the benefits of investing in a brand, whether that is kind of um, DIY, whether it's investing time, whether it's investing money, and whether it's investing in more than just the visuals, that's something that I feel it can bring so much more to your business. But I mean, from your experiences and and the work that you've done over the years, what kind of things can clients expect or people, individuals and business owners expect when they do take that
1: time to invest something in their brand? I think one of the biggest things and one that they probably don't realize is actually convenience. Because if they, they could be spending days and days and days fiddling with fonts or icons or colors and things like that when they could actually be spending that time earning money serving their clients or their customers and leaving it to a professional like me or like you and I think that's one thing that they overlook as they think okay I've got to invest in this they're just delivering me that logo at the end of it. but actually it's the convenience of you having a professionally designed brand whilst you're focusing on doing what you love but ultimately it's also a huge part of it is the fact that you are working with a professional and it's the same with DIYing anything um, whether it's home decor your haircut that we've had to do through lockdown (laughs) you know that by going to a professional you're not only just getting the end product or the end results you're also taking advantage of all of our Knowledge, our expertise, our understanding of things like color psychology and stuff that you wouldn't have even thought about. Um, you know, our knowledge on on trend styles or fonts or colors and things like that, that we can bring. And just a really deeper understanding of who you're serving as well, your ideal client and why this font might not work for your ideal client or this color might not work. Um, so that you you go away at the end of the process, not only having not really had to worry about designing something yourself, but also a professionally designed brand that's going to work really hard for you. Yeah. Convenience is a
0: huge thing that I don't think gets mentioned often enough from either our perspective or within anywhere else when it comes to business life, because it's not just the convenience of outsourcing and letting someone else do the hard, the hard work, the, like <laughs> their area of expertise and do all of the thinking work with you alongside the, the end deliverables. But it's also the convenience that you as a business owner experience from having that brand as well, because it makes your marketing easier. It makes your customers experience your brand in a new way that you don't have to worry about because it's all been designed to be seamless.
1: Yeah. And also your, it's that extra pair of eyes on your brand as well that might take you in a design direction that you might never have even dreamed about or thought about, but just something that is like a moth to a flame to your clients that it's just, just draws them all in and gives that brand feeling. So it's, it's one of those little elements as well, just things like that, that you might not have thought about. We would take you down that path and then you've got this incredible foundation of a brand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think there are so many benefits when it comes to working with someone with it. I think one of the other ones that I was talking about recently with someone else Recording an episode that I can't remember which order it's coming out, and where we were talking about how it needs to be consistent. You need to have a consistent presence across every channel, whether that's printed, whether that's networking face to face or on Zoom at the moment, mm-hmm. or whether that's your website, whether it's your um, printed materials, and everything like that needs to be consistent as it goes across. And when you're in your business, it's so, so hard to take that step back and see it all kind of laid out in front of you
1: yeah the bigger picture
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Seeing how it all works how it all supports each other where you would see people going next and I just feel like it takes so much headspace as a business owner to run the business day-to-day that when you try and step back from it it's really hard to switch off from everything else and see it effectively
1: yeah. particularly when you are a small business and like you and me Tammy we are the face of our brand and we've got our own personal preferences and our own tastes but might jar with our ideal client so it's hard sometimes to separate your own personal tastes with what's right for your ideal client and that's again where a designer will really help you kind of say okay no maybe don't do this let's do this (laughs) instead and yeah just like you say that they are able to view your brand and your business in a completely different light and take you in the right direction
0: I also want to reflect back to something that you were saying earlier as well. It is more than just that visual element. It's it's everything else that goes in behind it as well. So I know that when I'm working with my clients, we do like a review of where they are and we delve into their strategy and I'm assuming that you do something similar as yeah. well. And that strategy process, I mean, that can be really eye-opening.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think again, it's probably one of those elements that a non-designer or someone that doesn't work in branding would even think about doing and then just simple things like how they present themselves on Instagram or write in an Instagram caption they might have struggled with before but once they've got that strategy and that branding in place it's just so easy to run with it all and work with it all and just make it work really hard for you and yeah I think it's just the point of they don't necessarily think about everything that goes into it whereas we do. <laughs>
0: Arkham's come up to say hello he's gonna sorry he's gonna dip his paw in my tea (laughs) right yeah absolutely and I think the convenience that brings the convenience and the confidence that comes with branding as well not only allows you to make your content feel more aligned and more enjoyable which is the bit that you should love you should love being in your business and talking from your business whether it's you as a personal brand whether it's you as a business brand like we we start businesses because we want the flexibility, but we we have a passion for something that we do. Yeah. And the harder that you make it for yourself, it just, it sucks the joy out of it, I think.
1: Exactly. I think it's one of the things we're not just doing, you know, like a lot of our clients aren't just setting up a business to earn money or whatever. It's because they're following a passion and they should be living in and breathing that passion every single day, everything that they do, whether it's a replying to an, inquiry email writing a social media post and having those foundations there just it just sets that all alight and just makes everything cohesive consistent through it all and I think it's yeah it's just those little details like we said that people often overlook when they think oh I just need a logo that's all I need yeah um when it's actually just a lot of other bits and pieces involved as well
0: Yeah, I think there's also a technical aspect that gets overlooked a lot as well, because if you have social media templates, for example, that are created by a designer, they are going to be set up in a way technically that is really optimal and easy to use. Whereas maybe if you're not as familiar with software, if you're trying to find your own way with Canva, it may be that you effectively botch it so that it works, but then you never have the time or patience to go back and
1: kind of optimize it. Again, I think it's the thing about wearing all the hats when you run a business that you don't have to do everything. You can relinquish control. And, you know, you, I think we set ourselves probably too big expectations sometimes in that the average client probably thinks, oh, to hire a designer, I'm going to need to know all of this terminology or I'm going to need to know how to use this software. When you don't, we're just delivering it to you in a way that we want to make your life easier. So it's that convenience point again in that, we're taking chunks of your business and just making your, your life a breeze and just letting you do what you do. And, you know, every single day, every moment of that day as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, again, it's one of those things that you're working with a brand designer and admit the, the point of relinquishing control in your business is always a contentious one. I yeah, think. it's hard to do as well. It, re- it really is. But I, I feel like the bit that people maybe aren't aware of is working with an individual brand designer like myself or like you and like many others. It's a collaborative process. Yeah. It's not that you're handing over your business, your hopes and your dreams with a questionnaire and then you're never going to see anything until we present you a chart of colors. Yeah. (laughs) It's a collaborative thing. Yeah.
1: And I think as well, that is one of the biggest kind of driving forces behind my brand is that I want to collaborate with my clients. I take their brand like it's my child and I will look after it just in the same way that they do because I want them to flourish just as much as they want to flourish. It would be ridiculous to come to a designer. I take their money, then I'll just send them any old logo on your way. Um, I mean, I'm sure there are designers out there that do that, but... <laughs> <Fiver>. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, I think I think that's the thing. When you are you are running every element of your business it is really hard to relinquish control of certain elements because it's about ultimately it's about building trust but yeah it's the the majority of designers are going to treat your brand with as much care as you do and they will love it and nourish it as much as you want them to as well and yeah it's not just a case of us providing a service for you um For me, it's like they become part of my little design family. And I'm, you know, and I just want to see them fly and flourish in whatever path they've chosen. So so yeah, yeah, I get what you're what you're saying with that.
0: Yeah, I think that I think that again, it comes around to those misconceptions about branding that we were mentioning earlier on, and there are just so many that are out there. I mean, some of the common ones that you, dear listeners, probably have heard many a time is your logo is more than your brand. But we yeah. <laughs> will be saying that again because it's important. <laughs> I
1: know it, the thing is, it does sound like a cliche that every single designer tells you, but it. there's a reason why we keep telling you that it is more than your logo yeah
0: absolutely and I think it's more for the benefit it's not
1: right soapbox
0: (laughs) it's not for the benefit of designers to tell you that your logo is not enough like it's for your benefit slapping a logo on something is not going to be enough for you to build credibility trust connection build those emotional responses that you want and deliver that kind of experience across everything because it's just an image. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's just, it's not beneficial for us to turn around and say, Hey, you, you're not going to get the results that as strategic business owners, let alone creative souls, we don't want to turn around and say, yeah, my clients don't tend to see that many results because i just give them
1: a logo. It just wouldn't make sense for us to do that, would it? No, yeah,
0: it wouldn't. So are there any other common misconceptions that you seem to come across again and again during your
1: process with your clients? I do just think it, the biggest one is that it's just the logo. That's, that's what it is. And even that, it is not just a logo. It's the typography. It's the colours. It's patterns or textures. There's so much to just a brand identity as well um that people just think oh I'll I'll grab a logo of Etsy and that will see me through but then they're not using the same colors in that design or they're not using the same typography and that's when it starts to look kind of patchy um like a patchwork quilt essentially of a brand where you might have a logo but then you might be using a completely different font on your website completely different font on social media um Yeah, I I think that's the biggest misconception that it's just your logo. But then I suppose it's our job as designers, like you say, to educate clients that you need this. This is what you need and to help them. And that, again, is that going back to the point of the advantages of booking a pro and that you'll get all of that and then you can carry on with running your business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I also think that if you're trying to create a logo or DIY it yourself, not only is it just going to be a stressful process, I think. (laughs) I thought you were trying to find the most polite way of. (laughs) Yes, a stressful process. But also like you're going to put yourself at a disadvantage because you're probably not going to end up with something ultimately that you That truly reflects everything that we take into consideration when we're looking at a business from that objective point of view, because you'll be so concerned with the fact that you're making a logo that you won't go, okay, so how does this represent the business that I want to have? Like, how can I look forward and say, right, this logo in five years time is absolutely going to still work for me then when I have nothing else to back it up, nothing else to support it. It's just kind of like putting up a floating shelf very precariously on like a plasterboard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think as well, another thing that people probably don't think about is the file types that a brand needs for print, for on screen, for their website, stuff that we would just provide them with automatically. So you know when they're never say they've DIY'd the brand, they go to print a business card and the printer is like, no, this isn't the right format. I need it in this format. They're thinking, what, what the hell is that? I don't even know what that is. I don't know what CMYK is. What is that? Um, and it's those kind of things that we are covering you for every eventuality that comes your way for your brands. So you don't have to worry about the right logo file for say, I don't know, even just embroidering onto aprons if you're a florist or something like that, because you'll have that in your logo pack. You literally just need to pull the file and send it to the supplier. Whereas if you diy your brand yourself, you would really struggle to do that you wouldn't have the right files you might even have to start from scratch all over again um so yeah it's we're always thinking about you at the end of the day and your brand and the future of your brand as well yes
0: yeah absolutely and it's that it's that combination i think of having the objective outside view the technical knowledge and understanding and then being able to help you to articulate the beautiful creative thoughts that you're having that
1: you can't quite bring out into yeah. the world <laughs> I always like to tell my clients that I'm unmuddling their brain a little creatively um creatively and just yeah because you know clients do have loads of different thoughts and ideas or they might want 10,000 different combinations and fonts in their brand so it is that's you know we're here to to just unmodel everything and get you on a lovely clear path. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's all for that future business that you're building for. I mean, I'm a huge advocate of not looking at the business you have now and branding branding it there because it's not going to last you long enough. Your business will be changing by the day. So you need someone who can help you envision what that business could look like in the future. And then we base the branding kind of there.
1: Yeah. And it's a really exciting process as well, just to think, yeah. oh my God, that's where I'm going to be. And because I think um a lot of the time it's also about that confidence of that brand. They might have chose if they were designing themselves, they might have gone safe, or they might have just designed something that they happen to really like right now without actually thinking ahead to the future and having that confidence to look towards their goals and their dreams of what they want their business to achieve as well. And yeah, we, we kind of do all that automatically when we're working with them, don't we? And that we're always you know, thinking about their plans their aspirations and then translating that into a design that's going to work for them not just tomorrow but three five years however long um it might need to stand the test of time automatically just doing it as we're designing and as we're working through that strategy with them anyway yeah
0: and I think that you can see that in the results that, um any any designer who has clients who has gone through the rebrand process, generally you'll see how much more they start to achieve. I think a lot of it is down to confidence as well. Like for example, one of my clients that I rebranded kind of early last year is constantly submitting her products for features in press magazines now. And it's just, it makes my heart so happy every time she shares that her product has been shared because she has this new Newfound ad, like admiration of her own branding, and it's given yeah. her the confidence that she didn't have before she went through that rebrand process.
1: Exactly, it's like it's only the same as you going for going to the hairdressers and having, I don't know, six inches cut off your hair and feeling like a new woman. It's the equivalent of that for your brand. You just have that confidence to take it to places that you might never have dreamed of. Um, yeah, and just future proofing your brand in a way as, as well. Yeah.
0: I think we've talked a lot around like the massive benefits around working with a brand designer. I know that one of the most common objections that I come up against is when it comes down to the cost of branding, because, you know, it is a, it is a topic. We understand that small business owners or independent business owners, you know, money is always something that you need to choose to invest wisely. And it can feel like such a minefield to find the right people and the right person and what do you invest in first and when. So I would love to have a conversation around kind of the cost of investment when it comes to branding, because I mean, I've seen everything from 50 quid for a logo up to like... I, who was it? Someone told me that they had seen someone selling a brand package for like 18,000 pounds. And I know that there are agencies that charge like 80,000 plus because I worked in corporate when we went through the rebrand process and it makes your eyes water.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think when it comes to actual money and handing over, it can be, you know, you may have saved months and months to be able to book your dream designer, but it's really... I think you just need to think about the value that they will bring to your brand. You might need to sacrifice that morning coffee on your commute for six months. That might equate to booking a designer that you know is going to just take your brand and fly with it. I think it's not necessarily the financial investment that people need to focus on. It's more about finding the designer that they know is going to work for their brand, because then when you find the right designer, the cost side of things, it obviously, sometimes it does have a huge impact, particularly when you're starting out a business as well, and you don't want to invest. But you'll have that trust and that confidence in that designer that they're going to produce a brand for you that is going to bring in those clients or those customers, they're going to be buying your products or your services. So at some point, it's just going to pay itself off by thousands and thousands of times. But yeah, I do, I do get, Particularly when you're starting out a business, particularly when you're a small business, and particularly after 2020, Mm -hmm. when everything was all up in the air, it can feel really daunting to hand over money to a supplier. But I think you just ultimately always need to keep in the back of your mind what value that will actually bring to your business. Um, And it might be that you find a designer that is charging. £50. Pounds. I mean, I have my own opinions on that. I you, yeah. you do, Tammy. <laughs> but if you feel that they are going to bring the results that you want, then so be it. Um, but likewise, if you find a designer that's that you love and you know is going to bring those results, that's charging £5,000, then that investment to you in the long term is going to be worth
0: it. Absolutely. It's It's all about that transformation, isn't it? And it's what it is that you want to get out of it. If you do not see the value in branding, then you're kind of, that's fine. That's where you're at. It may change in the future. It may not be the right time for you to invest in branding right now. If you're at that stage where you're like, right, I want to invest in branding, but I only have X amount for my budget. That's where you need to have that decision. Like you were saying, it's like find the designer first Mm -hmm. and then work out, When, what, how can you, how can you make that happen? Because the perspective that I love that I've had conversations with others before around is if you invest 500 pound in your brand and it allows you to continue selling your services at 50 quid, then it's going to take you a while to kind of see any return on that. But if you invest 5,000 pounds in a brand that allows you the confidence, the space, the luxury feel, everything else and attract the audience that you can sell your services for 2,000 pounds, like the investment and the transformation of your business, just that 500 pound investment is much more expensive than the 5,000 pound investment because of how you're getting it back.
1: I think that's the thing as well. Some people... Um, it. It can also be damaging to your brand to invest in a, I say cheap in um, quotes, brand designer because they might not be able to deliver the results that your brand needs to take you to that next level or that next stage. Or even when you're presenting your business to maybe major suppliers, big luxury high street chains, anything like that. If your designer can't deliver the results that you need in the future, not only today, then that's going to cost you. You're only then going to need to rebrand again six months, 12 months time. And then you've wasted, even if it was just 50 pounds, you still wasted that 50 pounds and all of that time with the wrong brand as well, which is just going to set you back. So, so yeah, I mean, I I remember when they redesigned the Olympics logo and that was in the, oh, thousands of thousands, and thousands of pounds. And I was just looking at it and I was like, wow, but then it, it was so worth it with everything that came together. And it's something that we instantly recognize. So yeah, it's it's really about the value to that it's bringing to your brand that you need to think about and just think about the bigger picture of where you want your brand to go. Um, but yeah, like with every industry, Tammy, we know that there are people charging five pounds a logo and it looks terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's just about finding the person that's right for you. And then then you need to make it work. I had a client actually two years ago that I worked with and she started following me on Instagram about 18 months before and I, I, I wasn't aware. And then she messaged me saying, Becky, I've been saving £10 a week since I started following you so I could book you. She's like, I didn't want any other designer. Oh, she was wow. like, I missed out on two glasses of wine every Friday happy hour just so that I could work with you. And now she is she quit her job. She's running her business. She's flourishing. She's got so many clients. Um. And it's just something like that that she made that sacrifice or sacrifice and saved and then booked me. So it might be that you know you might not be in a position to hire the designer that you want right away, but you can make it happen. There are always ways to make it happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What a beautiful story. <laughs> I love that. Oh, it's so wonderful. And also, I think that that's kind of the epitome, isn't it? It's it's not the cost; it's the investment. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like, is this something that is going to help you long term? And I think that as business owners, it is all too easy to slip into that. It's it's not a sprint. Like we're in this for the long term. We, we want to have our businesses forever. But where we're sat there in this world where it's instant gratification. Do I have a client today? Did I make a sale today? we forget that actually our businesses are going to be for the rest of our lives, you know, or, Yeah. well, that's what we're planning for. So when yeah. <laughs> you're looking at the cost of branding and the investment that you need to make, whether that's a brand designer, whether that's a website, whether that's a coach, whatever it is, like you're not doing this for the next couple of months. You're doing this for your future.
1: Yeah. I also think as well, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm terrible at celebrating my own success in my business. And I think as well, a lot of people are scared to make that investment because they don't, again, and they don't just have that confidence about ahead and they don't really see that value straight away. And it's only when you start to take a step back and see, oh, maybe my competitor's doing this because they invested here, realising that that investment is worth so much more than actual monetary value that you're paying for it as well but yeah and I mean it is it is really hard to hand over your hard-earned money sometimes particularly when you've saved as well and I mean I'm sure all small businesses feel this way that you get to a certain point with money and then you don't think all right I'm going to invest all of that because you can't see the value going forward and it is really hard to let go of that money but when you do yeah it's just You'll you'll you won't ever regret it. You won't ever regret investing in your business with a supplier or a professional that you really either want to work with or you know that's going to bring value to your brand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's the key there as well. It's making sure that you find the right designer for you. Yes, because just as much as investing too cheap or too expensive might not be right for your brand, if you're investing with someone who maybe isn't the right one for you and that could be you know that could come apparent at any stage it could be straight away you're like you know what that's not the kind of vibe that I'm going for or it could be after you've done an inquiry call and you're like you know what I didn't quite vibe with them so yeah. I don't know if that's going to be right for me um, or it could even be when you start working with someone and you're like you know what I don't feel like they really understand me or are working in the way that I want um, and it's always okay to say you know what it is yeah yeah this isn't quite right for me because you need to look
1: after your business. Exactly. And there's definitely no shame in stepping away Um, because yeah, ultimately it's your business. You make the rules, you make the decisions. So yeah, it is. It's so important to find, not just find the right designer, but to find the right supply for everything for your business. It's a little like dating. It's all about finding the right one for you. And you might go through some terrible dates until you do, but then it'll be worth it.
0: There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I had this conversation this is a massive tangent so I met my other half because he moved in as a housemate like in a shared house so we never really dated it was one of those things that it just kind of happened so when people are like you know when you go out dating with people on the internet I was like no I skip (laughs) all of that I am so grateful (laughs) so yeah do the swipey thing with your designers until you find the right
1: one (laughs) I do think it's even if you do feel like you found the one, still inquire with the designer as well, because even though you might think you have the one, you'll get their inquiry email through and you're like, mm, I don't actually love this as much as I thought I do. I actually prefer how this designer responded to me or this telephone conversation. So shop around still, um, but just keep an open mind more than anything else.
0: Yeah, I love that. I'd also say have a look at other businesses that you love the look and feel of, not just within your industry, not just your competitors, just anywhere. Just like look for that inspiration because I'd love to know where you get your inspiration from. I know that you're a big interiors fan as well. Like My Pinterest boards are, are such an amalgamation of so many things from clothing to places to nature and interiors and
1: it's just you don't have to get inspiration just from design or the same business that you're in. And yeah, and there's there's also no shame. I and mean, if you love someone's branding, contact that person and find out who, who designed for them. If it's not obvious, um yes you don't necessarily have to just look for you know search for designers or anything like that. Look, look all around you. Um and contact people whose brands you do love.
0: I also think that echoing that or building on that would be you don't have to rush the process. Like there is literally no time limit on when you want a brand and it is a want like if you want to go through branding or you want to go through a rebrand you may have business drivers that are encouraging you to do it quicker and we all know that excitement of wanting to get
1: everything done
0: now now now
1: and I don't think social media helps with that either as well and (laughs) just falling into the comparison (laughs) trap and all of that yeah it's everyone does feel like I have to do it right now but you don't the like you say the slow game is the one that wins at the end of the day
0: yeah absolutely so you can take your time finding that right that right designer for you so like Becky said you've got that time to inquire with other companies and find out who they work with and you know pace it find them because when you're making this investment the worst thing would be to make the investment go through it or be too polite to say anything and then you (laughs) end up married with six kids and two dogs or a cat person you
1: know (laughs) like that it's like going on a bad date and then deciding that you're going to marry that person you wouldn't do it would you yeah apply the same rules for your brand (laughs) Okay, cool. I'd love to
0: also talk a little bit around, because we've talked a bit about how as brand designers, we approach a brand project. So if there are any people out there at the moment who are like, you know what, this sounds great. I'm going to shop around. I'm going to find my designer. But well, what
1: happens next? <laughs> <laughs> what does happen? I, I do think every designer works slightly differently, but the overall kind of core elements that you should be looking for when hiring I a designer is ultimately first make sure that they resonate with you. Their portfolio is the style that you're looking for, because some designers are very much focused on a certain style and aesthetic, whereas that might not match the look that you're looking for. But then when you begin the design process, ultimately, you want to feel like you are in the most safest hands in the world possible. So I start with I initially send out basically some homework That's the boring way to describe, but it's homework, um, where I'm asking my clients just to kind of have a brand therapy session with themselves, where they just take half an hour out with a cup of coffee and work through some workbooks that I've given them that work through things like discovering your brand personality, your ideal client, um, also things like your brand voice, your marketing, everything that goes into a brand and then from there, I asked them to complete a questionnaire, which is basically the virtual equivalent of me gently guiding them along so that I get to know everything I could possibly know about their brand. Then we have a consultation. So that's usually Zoom or a telephone call where I basically run through their brief. We have a chat. We usually tell about their dogs or their animals as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we just talk about where they're at now, where they want to be in the future and how we're going to get them there. Then. From there, it does vary between designers. Um, Ultimately, you want to have a designer that is preparing a brief or you're preparing a brief for them. You don't want to go in blind to the designs or even if they're just saying, okay, send me over some examples of a logo that you want. That's not, I'd say that was more of a red flag than anything else. It's more about just sending you a design and sending you on your way. And from, once we've kind of got the brand foundations and the strategy in place, I then begin on Inspiration boards, which are basically like mood boards, setting the tone for the brand, which cover things like fonts, colors, um, maybe even things like interiors. So basically setting that personality for the brand. So if you imagine your brand as a woman or a man or whatever, um, what would they look like? What would they wear? Where would they shop? Um, What would their home look like? What, you know, what did they actually look like? So all of those visual elements Then from there, again, we check in again just to check we're on the right path, make sure we're going in the right direction and everything. And from there, that's where, for me, all of it's fun. But for the client, it's probably the most fun element as it's where their logo designs, their brand designs come together. So I don't know how you work, Tommy, but I present the clients with a full brand as I feel it helps them visualize that picture that we keep going back to that bigger picture. If they can see more than just a logo, even just seeing it mocked onto some stationery and the colour palette, see how everything's working together, they then instantly start to connect with the design and think, okay, I can take it here or I can go with this, do this and this. So we go through the brand concept together and they've got to a chance to work through any refinements because I believe the process is very collaborative. Um, quite often as well, sometimes a client will think, oh, I really want this look. But then when they see it, it's like, actually... I don't think I like it. well that's fine. I think that's one of the biggest things is that it's not necessarily that us as designers have done something wrong. We've delivered what we were going for, but the clients actually, they mm, don't like it, which is fine. So we work through refinements if needed. And then then we wrap up and we get them the lovely logo files, everything that they need for the future, their brand guidelines. So basically they can then hit the ground running with their new brand. Um, But yeah, I mean, it does vary between designers. We all have our own kind of unique take on everything. Some are purely focused on the design. Others like you and me, Tammy, are also focused on the strategy and ideal client and all of that that comes with it as well. So if you can, when you're inquiring with a designer, I would say find out about the process if it's not obvious on their website. Find out if they dive into... Brand strategy and voice and marketing and things like that, or if it's just a case of the design. So, so yeah, it's I suppose not one rule fits all for every designers.
0: No, I think that there's similar beats though, absolutely. And again, like you said, it does depend on the designer where well where their expertise lies, where their speciality design like lies where how they prefer to work through it as well. Because I do similar, but I tend to do the questionnaire first up and then we do a consultation, which is more like a strategy session. So we really dig into kind of what it is that I'm very much starting with the goals and working back. And I love doing that side of things. Um, And then often mood boards, I like to see their visual representations across Pinterest because generally it's not even about the collections that you put through the Pinterest board, but it's almost like a chance for you as the client to work out what you like because you'll do it. And as you pin, you'll start seeing things change.
1: Yeah. And I think as well, for us, it's a really good way for us to see, because sometimes clients, we don't expect them to know what a certain type of font is. So in their brief, they might say, oh, I really like this type of font. But then they pin something completely different. And it's really good just to check if there are consistencies that we need to chat over, for example. And I think as well, just going back to that point of unmodeling a client's brain and that they can pin anything that they, they feel is relevant to their brand to Pinterest. And then it's our job as designers to pull out a common theme or consistencies that are popping out and say, look, okay, this, you're obviously drawn to this. And then we chat about whether or not that's actually right for their brand. So yeah, it's, it is good to go through that stage because then ultimately there's no kind of shock or surprise at the design stage um, and you don't have to kind of start from scratch all over again as well.
0: It's really interesting. I was chatting with another designer the other day whose episode would have gone out a few weeks ago and her business is called Pure Fantastico, which is a fantastic wow. name. Um, and Jenny was saying that what she does with her clients is if they've decorated their own house, she asked them to take photos and look at what they've chosen to decorate oh, their sorry. home. So you can start seeing, oh, so you like geometric shapes or, oh, you like playing with light and shadow. So you can kind of see their personal taste coming through as well. And I found that a fascinating approach because it's not something that I ever would have considered. No. Being, being someone who rented four years and has not <laughs> decorated enough here, it's one of those that is just, yeah, I can see how that would be beneficial. But exactly that, every designer has their own their own process but generally speaking i would always encourage you if you're going to invest to make sure that there is a certain amount of strategy involved because it will strengthen the design that comes out of it
1: yeah and it will also help you understand your brand as well because again some they might be just so focused on the product or service that they're delivering that they might not necessarily be thinking about the cogs behind the scenes so again it just goes back to that point of the confidence that you'll have at the end of the process.
0: Yeah. I also think exactly the same can be applied to rebranding. I feel like when you're going through the rebranding process, there's the temptation to skip over a lot of the strategy because I know my business. It's like, I know that you know your business, but clearly something has changed or feels misaligned because otherwise you wouldn't be rebranding.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So just have that time, put the energy into doing the strategy because it really can help give you such a stronger set of foundations to build off of. And it just makes everything easier for you. Going back to what we were saying earlier, it makes it easier and more convenient and more confident in yourself to know that your brand has been built with this foundation in place.
1: Yeah, and ultimately that you're proud to show it off as well, that you're not kind of hiding it um, like you maybe would a DIY logo, and particularly if you are the type of brand that will need to be presented to big companies. Um, but yeah, it's. I think once you've found the right designers or the designers, find out more about their actual process. And I, I think most of us do show it on our websites anyway, but don't, don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to book a call before you want to book and just chat everything over. Um, I, I think you probably work the same as me, Tammy, in that we're not going to bombard you with loads of scary terminology. Uh, we try and make our processes as easy as possible, purely for you, not for us. We could make it as complicated as we wanted to. Um, yeah, just don't don't be afraid to ask about processes and how it works, and then compare them between the designers that you're thinking of approaching, and just see see what sits right with you.
0: Yeah. And if there is anything that you don't understand or anything you're unsure of, just ask because I can hand on heart say that like I am happy to talk about branding process, <laughs> terminology.
1: Yeah. There's no such thing as a stupid question either. It's only the same when, you know, maybe like when I was looking recently for a builder for a door that we want to add into the house, I didn't understand anything this guy was saying to me. But at the same time, I asked questions like, okay, well is this going to happen? So I know that the end result of what I want to achieve is going to happen. And he just simplified it for me in a way that I would understand. So yeah, no, no question is stupid or small. I'm always happy. We can chat all day, every day about our process and about branding as well. Yeah.
0: Forever and always. So yeah, <laughs> never feel ashamed. Even if you got to the stage where someone sent out something over to you and you've got your logo files or you've got a Brand guidelines set, and you're like, I don't know what to do with any of this. Have a conversation. (laughs)
1: It's much better to understand because you paid for it. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, even after the process, don't be afraid to approach your design, even if you're designing something yourself and you want to just check you're doing it correctly. So, say maybe you've got your brand and you want to just whip up a quick social media post in Canva. Don't, particularly my clients, you're more than welcome to send it my way. I'm not going to be offended or I'm not going to say that's terrible. I will just maybe gently say, okay, try this instead or move this here. And then, you know, it might click into place. But yeah, don't be afraid to ask at any point of the process, even during, if you're confused about something, just ask.
0: Yeah. I think that that's, that's probably going to be a good natural point for us to kind of wrap this up before we go on to a 10 part series so um from everything that we have discussed today i would love to know what would be kind of the one key piece and i know it's a big question but if you could pick out one one bit of advice when it comes to kind of choosing to invest in your branding what would it be that you'd encourage the listeners to do
1: i honestly think it would just be to find the right designer for your brand Um, don't go for someone just because they're potentially cheaper likewise you don't have to choose the most expensive it's all about finding who is really invested in your brand and someone that will understand it and you know like we say to look after it as much as you would so yeah find the right designer for you and that doesn't have to be the most popular choice the the cheapest the most expensive it's it's what's right for you at the end of the day that's absolutely perfect because
0: you know at the end of the day you're you're beautiful and
1: unique, and so is your business, and you need to give it the best
0: that you can. Yeah.
1: And running a business is hard work. So you should be working on suppliers that, that get that and want to look after your brand as well. So so yeah,
0: find the right one for you. Amazing. Um, Becky, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. <laughs> Where can the listeners find more of
1: you online? I am predominantly on Instagram, and that's at Becky Lord Design. And my website, which is just uk, I don't really use Facebook anymore. I feel like I'm getting kind of past that stage. But yeah, predominantly Instagram.
0: I realised the other day that I felt quite old because I'm like, I'm not
1: really that keen on Facebook anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like I'm too old to be on TikTok as well so I just focus all my energies on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) yeah Instagram still loves us Um,
0: perfect thank you I will put all of your links in the show notes so anyone who is listening who would like to go and see whether Becky is the right designer for them go and have a look at her wonderful website and her fantastic shoe collection on Instagram Uh, and listeners be sure to come back here on Thursday when Becky will be sharing her business journey so far with us in her brand story episode And until then, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we've discussed today and whether it's inspired you to think about branding your business differently. So come and join in the conversations in our community on Instagram. And as always, the links are in the show notes,
1: and I will see you in the Brand Lounge.